0: This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to in Safety. This week we're having a great chat, just a general chit-chat about mental health with an awesome Canadian called Robert Madison. Let's jump into the intro and we'll get into the content.
1: The problem in safety isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad.
0: Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution and one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish?
1: You're safe enough to be uncomfortable.
0: The environment defines our behaviours. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding safety, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Risk Fluid. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Rebranding Safety is the YouTube channel Podcast doing exactly what it says on the tin. We're here to change the perception of health and safety. So, if you're new here, hit that subscribe button, all the buttons that do algorithm magic. So, today's episode, we're talking to an amazing, passionate, and so enthusiastic uh, such an enthusiastic person called Robert Manelson. And, I mean. This guy oozes enthusiasm and passion, like seriously. He's all over the place, and it's just amazing. We have this uber emergent conversation. We didn't really plan it too much because um, I was just curious about him, and particularly one thing he said, um, which I'll touch on in the in the reflection, um, that, that kind of attracted him to me, and I was like, oh, you know, I want to talk to this guy. And today is the first day of our sponsorship, our official sponsorship. So I'll talk about our sponsors in a second, but it's just so good that we're having this episode today as well, because, um, I actually met this, this gentleman, uh, Robert at the webinar series that our sponsor is running. So if you know, you probably know already, our new official sponsor of and Safety Podcast and YouTube is Paradigm Human Performance and specifically one of their products, the HSE Subscription Service. So without further ado, let me jump in to tell you a little bit about our official sponsor, Paradigm Human Performance, HSE Subscription Service. You know, for them, they're they're trying to achieve something here. But, you know, this particular product, they have a massive vision. But this particular product, you know, is tagging it to managers and, and owners of small and medium sized enterprises who are constantly spinning plates. The health and safety support, whether we like it or not, is sometimes perceived as an unaffordable luxury. And this is fine and normally works all the time until things kind of start to go wrong, uh, potentially leaving them pretty exposed. And and hopefully, you know, not, but but potentially in court, um, and they're completely kind of alone. And the aim of this product is to kind of solve that problem. The cost of establishing a solid foundation of legal, regulatory, and industry compliance. And embedded it and embedding it in everything you do should never be on the reach of an employer. Paradigm, human performance's global mission is to make workplaces safer, healthier and more respectful. places where all workers are recognized for their contribution and respected for their subject matter expertise. How lovely is that Like seriously, how lovely is that I love that line because worker safety must be part of your dni dni dna, DNA, DNA uh, if your organization is going to thrive you know it's got to be part of your dna if your organization is going to thrive and paradigm human performance have a great way to make this a reality their subscription service starts from only 99 pounds a month and if you need help and support in meeting your legal obligations then please contact them on 0800 566 double six or email them on contact us at paradigmhp.com for more information and to get yourself some peace of mind i'm going to put all the contact details in the description anyway so you can go and check that out but what i personally love about paradigm and what they're doing and and the, and the idea of this package, this subscription service, it, it's your traditional health and safety compliance stuff, right? But because they are human performance specialists, it, it's it's like already decluttered. It's already kind of got hop, woven through it. Weaven, woven, woven, wove, wove, woven, woven through it. Woven. It's got hop combined in with it. It has got that kind of foundational stuff like in it. So it's kind of like instead of you going through this journey of getting all compliant and all this and then going, oh my God, we now we need the new view or whatever to kind of declutter and streamline what we're doing and bring our people involved. This is it in in one. Um, so that's what I just love about this product. And obviously I wouldn't have anyone sponsoring uh this this podcast. This is a collaborative kind of approach. So for me it's really important that the product complements what we're trying to achieve here at rebranding safety and it complements our audience and it complements my values as well. So it was a perfect, perfect partnership as far as I'm concerned. So if you want to know more, check them out. Um, you can, I'll put all the links in the description. I'll put their website there as well. And if you're not hundred percent sure, you can go check out their webinar. Um, they do run a weekly webinar every Thursday. I'll I'll link in the, the website in the description below. You can go on that free of charge. So you can check out who they are before you go. I mean, could you ask for any more? And The podcast is also sponsored by Project Miletium, um, obviously, because it's my business jointly with Mr. Amazing Colin Nottage. So uh, Project Meletium is a community for health and safety professionals. We run a series of calls. We have a series of resources and so on and so forth. Um, So if you want to drive your professional safety development up the wazoo, then that's the place for you. So, again, I'll put all the links in the description below. But if you want to try out a call free of charge, you can just DM me or email me at James at com, and I'll sort you out a call free of charge. You can come and try before you buy. All right, people, that's enough waffle from me. Let's get into my amazing chat with the one, the only, the lovely Canadian, Robert Maddelson. <laughs> not,
1: not, not, not good when the most, um, when, uh, Uh, you know, there's a lot of it's the word royalty and um, you know, sort of pomp and circumstance to the UK, but now it's like, we're angry!
0: We're always angry! Well, you have to uh, kind of put it into context as well, like we just had Brexit which was probably one of the biggest upsets in political history in the UK well in political history worldwide until America voted in Trump. And then they ironically trumped us. Um, But it's, um, yeah, like, it's one of the biggest, you know, the biggest political upsets or changes, whatever you want to call it, in in UK history, probably, Mm -hmm. or at least in comparison to some of them. Um, And we, we had barely got over it, like, well, that was probably the first time in my lifetime anyway where we as a nation were truly divided like huh. pretty much 50 50 we were truly truly and still are divided um and we never got over that and then so we were in a we were in a very non-resilient state anyway and yeah. then you you had you add global pandemic to that and a government that's had a government that's had, you know, it's had different leaders that's left, right, and centre, and and a lot of people could quite barely argue that they probably should have had another vote. I, I don't know. I don't want to really get into that, but it, it's the whole thing was a mess, and <laughs> then and then you had a global pandemic. It's like, yeah, you know, we made the best of a bad bunch, maybe, but the problem is, Robert, and this is why I say quite a lot. When we met on the keynote for Paradigm, one of the reasons I say in that keynote, you know, this is bigger than safety is because it is. Like, if you look at this global pandemic, um, we'll get to the end of this. Now, in this new view of safety, we talk about not blaming because you can't learn if you blame. And I agree with that 100%. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but the problem is, we do blame. We've just said it. Look, watch the news for five minutes. We blame everybody. Whose fault is it? Boris Johnson's shit. You know Jeremy Corbyn's shit. Keir Starmer's shit. Everybody's shit. That's all we do on the news. You just moan and moan and moan. Yeah, that's it. And 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 it's everybody else's fault. Now we will do an inquiry, an inquir- inquiry, inquiry at the end of this podca- Podcast at the end of this pandemic. And will we learn? I don't think we will. I think we'll just blame. We'll just get to the end of it. There'll be some posh lord that's a pompous asshole and he just goes, Right, nah, Tories are shit. I could have done better than that. But yeah. would have said exactly the same if Labour did it, or Lib Dem did it, or the Green Party did it, or anyone. So we'll never learn. What
1: what 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 do you think underneath like underneath all the blame? Uh um, like, like to go to to go that to go that route or to, to sort of get so comfortable with it that it, it's just it's just part of the everyday, uh, you know, just it's just part it it's part of who we are now. It's to blame.
0: How the, it, the biggest problem don't... is the biggest problem is Robert is they shut the pubs. Okay. So you know, mid okay. mid pandemic, they shut the pubs. As British people, we do all of our moaning in the pubs. You close the pubs, where else are we going to say everybody's shit?
1: Oh, that makes total sense.
0: You can't go to the pub, have a point of bitter and moan about the politics now. What are you going to do?
1: That is so funny.
0: (laughs) See, you Americans think that we're all about the cup of tea. No, no. no. we're all about the beer and ale, mate. That's what it is. (laughs) That's it. That's I, it. I apologise. You're not American, are you? You're uh, no, the furthest thing from it. Sorry, you're Canadian, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I probably just really offended you, haven't I? Sorry. <laughs> that's I a great.
1: That's a great, like you know, way to think about it. It's a we, the, uh, the the watering holes have been shut down, so we have had no choice but to go public our with our with our, with, with our uh, beef with everybody,
0: I think there are, there is there's a lot there's a lot to this you know like I said before, we we were divided as a nation because of brexit anyway. there was a lot of stuff that that there's a lot uh, it's really hard for me to say my opinion without it coming across as if I'm judging people that voted different to me because I'm not um th- there's a lot of there's, there's a lack of desire to to understand context in my opinion okay. a, and, and i think that's both sides um that, so you think for example if you uh if you voted oh. remain you you may have a little bit of an understanding of context of the European Union and why you wanted to remain and so on and so forth. But what you lacked was context in why people would vote leave. And you didn't want to know that context. You just thought they were stupid. And then the people on the leave side um, didn't want to know or, or maybe... And I'm not I'm, I'm tiring everyone with the same brush brush. Obviously, some people are very well educated in, in the European Union and how it works and still voted leave or still voted remain or whatever. You know, I'm not tiring everybody with the same brush, but this is just my experience of who I spoke to. The majority of people I live with, you know, have family with, friends with, most of them voted leave and I voted remain. And and you know do you know what I'm over it now? Let's just let's just get the fucking thing done so we can get on with our lives. Um but it I think there was a lack of context uh, to the actual facts for both sides. I think a lot of people on the Leave side didn't really understand a lot of the context around the European Union, what it does, how it works. A lot of people from the Remain side didn't understand the context of why these people weren't happy. Fundamentally, Robert, this nation was not happy with where we were. And we gave them an opportunity to blame somebody, which was the EU, and they did it. And I don't blame them for that. It's not their fault. There's context that drove them to that behaviour. So there's a lot to this, but fundamentally, we weren't in a good place anyway. Uh, And I genuinely believe a lot of that was due to our government, not the European Union. However... You see in the last couple of weeks, we, because we're not in the European Union, we're a hell of a lot more nimble when purchasing the vaccines because we're not having to go through the European Union. We're not having to purchase it as a European Union. We're purchasing it as a quite powerful country, being yeah. the UK. So we're a lot more nimble. Right. We're a lot more dynamic. Um, so there's benefits to it. There's benefits to, to both sides. There was benefits to both. I've never denied that. I wanted to remain but because I have this very maybe naive notion that i would much rather the world just be the world and we forget yeah. all these we forget all these lines on a map that that people people fought swords and shields and bows and arrows over and then we just went right cool yeah so you're english and i'm and i'm french so that's that's it and now we just hate each other based on what based on the fact that some geezer on horseback decided that this is my line and that's your line and i'm, I'm assuming there's a hell of a lot more to it than that but you know, the last time we decided on borders really was when some geezer was riding around on horseback. I just think, come on, have, can we not move past that? Well, I want, I
1: want, I want to build on something you said so so eloqu- eloquently. Uh, maybe it's not so much as um, you know, uh, just just on the surface, not understanding context. But you said. Lack of desire and not wanting to know the context. Mm, Yeah. So that, and that comes back to what you were just saying about the line, right? Mm -hmm. Why do I need to know? Why do I need to have a desire to understand? Because it just is what it is, the line. Or as you said, around context, why do I need to know? It is what it is. So uh, the lack of desire and not wanting to know the context. It's the lack of desire and not wanting to know that's the problem, right? It's, and is that, is, that, is that people digging in with their ignorance uh, or intentionally saying, you know, like un, unknown to themselves or digging in with their ignorance or or they intentionally saying, you know, I, I really like being ignorant and I'm okay <laughs> with that. And therefore, you know what? I don't need to know. I don't need to know. And I have no desire to know. And in fact, I like this idea of, of, of enemies, you know, I'm okay with, with having, choosing sides, right. And mm-hmm. knowing that one is right and one is wrong. Mm-hmm. If I, if I, if I adopted the, the idea that I need to know or have a desire that fucks the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. That means now there's no more enemy. There's no more line. There's no more sides. And that. The, the the uneasiness or the fear of that is greater than staying where they are with the sides
0: mm. well, we we like uh that i am definitely not qualified to psychoanalyze a nation <laughs> i'm not qualified to psychoanalyze myself let alone <laughs> an an entire nation um and uh, uh, um, but but i think that we we as humans we like to we, we, we love labels, and we love to have uh, something to belong to, a sense of belonging, which I, I think maybe is inherently a good thing, but everybody is looking for a label to identify to when the world is becoming so unbelievably okay. complex now in that there are so many labels. If you just say, you watch the news, right, for five minutes, and... You could be talking about something like just so plain and, and stale, right? I don't know. Marks and Spencers is shutting down, right? And they'll be like, James, can you? What do you? I see you're shopping at, at Marks and Spencers. What do you? Uh, what do you? What do you think about Marks and Spencers shutting down? And and the first thing the majority of people say is their label. So they'll they'll normally go, well, as a white male. Or as a young white male, or as a young straight white male that's a safety professional, <laughs> born and raised in a lower class environment, I don't think that Marx and Spencer should shut down. And it's like, hang on a minute, what, what was that label relevant to this conversation? So there's just there's there's such a desire for us to have a label. And I think that what that does is it creates segregation and it creates um Kind of descent in, and I'm, I'm all for diversity, one 100. I just think we shouldn't, we shouldn't really have to label those things. Like you <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, you're bang on, you're bang
1: on, right on. The label, the label allows me to tell you who I'm not aligned to. Right, that's mm. what the label does. Right, mm. if I said. Uh, so uh I'm I I I I'm I'm white, I'm middle class, I'm a male, I'm uh and I, what the hell's going on with the closing? Really, what you're saying is what you're not. Mm. You're telling me what you're not. So the mm. label is a wonderful way for you to pick up your sword and your and your and your shield and say, I'm not them, mm. I'm not those people, mm. I'm these people. So that's what I hear you saying in terms of the labels. It's You know, the sense of belonging, you said, uh, creates segregation. That's that's the result of the label. But the digging in with the label, the proclaiming of the label, I think it's not so much to declare who you are, but in today's complex world, as you said, it's to declare who I'm not, Mm -hmm. right? To give that message, I'm not that I'm not those people, I'm not those people. Yeah. And I think that's that's the that's that's where my head is going with this. When you declare the label, you're really telling me what you're not. You no, uh, it, it's it's um, um, you know, racist, prejudiced, uh, ignorance. You're telling me who you're not. That's um, when you, when you do that.
0: I think as as, as I think. If I was to pick a root cause, like, and I know there'll be the safety community saying, well, there's never just one root cause, and they would be 100% correct, especially in this case. But I do, which is actually quite a nice segue onto you, Robert. So we can introduce you after after this little segment. Um, But I genuinely think a lot of this comes down to a lack of emotional and mental health intelligence. A hell of a lot of this stuff comes down to, especially in the uk a distinct lack of emotional intelligence a distinct lack of uh, understanding around your own personal mental health so what that creates i think is, is you might have you you might have some some serious you know deep down childhood issues you might have some current issues and and i think to your earlier point is like why is england so angry it's like, I, I think we all are quite angry. I think, like, I, I think back, back, back to my mum, Right, I always use her as an example, right? But she gets so bloody angry if somebody, <laughs> when you're driving, just cuts her up. Or, or, or somebody does something that, that's just, just this tiny little bit unfair. It, 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 it infuriates her. She gets all stressed and she gets all red and starts hyperventilating. and And I said to her, we we were out driving a long, long time ago, and, and I and I picked her up and I was taking her somewhere. and This guy overtook me, and he, and this guy was completely within his rights to overtake me. He was there was a, there was a lane that he could do it, and my mum was like, God. Doesn't it, doesn't it get you so angry when they when when they when they overtake you? And I was like, well, no, because he's allowed to overtake him. And then we ended up getting into this conversation. And I said, Mum, why do you get so wound up about this stuff? Why, why do you let it affect? Because that guy, he's gone. Like he's overtook you. <coughs> he's about two hours down the A14 now, on his way to wherever he's going. He's not going to the same place as you. So it's not like he's going to get the last bacon roll or something. But yet you're here in your car growing another gray hair and having an aneurysm because you created this stressful situation which didn't exist you were in control of that and you decided to to kind of stress yourself out and i think what is actually at play here is there are some there are some underlying things within her mental health that she that she struggles to deal with which i think is not just my mum i think the majority of us especially in england have that and i think that um that comes out there's a better word for that but that um that kind of shows itself in our so called hatred for other things you know if you you have to spend five minutes on on facebook people are so angry you know like and, and just like i mean i see it I, i've had comments on youtube channel being like oh my god you're such an idiot you know <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about you're an absolute idiot blah 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 god you can tell you don't have a degree and i'm just like dude are you okay? Like, I just, I'm normally really nice to them. Like, I kill them with kindness because I'm just like, are you, are you all right, mate? Because you must have something, something going on in your life to be that angry that you feel like you need to attack me. And I think that is one of the biggest issues that we have to deal with in in England, at least, uh, which brings quite nicely onto you, Robert, as as a kind of mental health uh, expert. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna force you because I feel like me and you are just gonna talk forever. Um, So I'm gonna force you to introduce yourself, and then you can address some of the points I just said. So introduce yourself. You bet. Uh,
1: Well, it's an absolute, absolute, uh, not only a pleasure, but I'm totally honored, totally honored to be here with you today, and uh, and it's a big deal. It's a big deal for you to invite me. To be with you and us today. It's a big deal. And I, uh, I'm very honored for this. Yeah. Um, who am I? I'm just another Canadian. <laughs> trying
0: <to figure> out <laughs> just another Canadian. Just another
1: Canadian in a vast land <laughs> who's uh, trying to figure out this uh, uh, global pandemic thing and its impact on not only my mental health, but others as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I live, uh, I live uh, 10 minutes south of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, in what has always been called the town of Beaumont, okay. but it is apparently now we're a city. For some odd reason, we've become a city uh, just by sheer virtue of, uh, of the geographical growth Right. So the more land we've ex- expropriated from others now it allows us to be a city, right?
0: <laughs> so now
1: we're a city because we've taken land away from people yeah. and we're bigger now. <laughs> and, um, for 14 years, 14 or 15 years, I've had the wonderful privilege of uh, traveling uh, to our neighbor, neighbor provinces outside of Alberta, uh, BC, Saskatchewan, but mostly throughout Alberta. Uh, through my business, powerful play experiences, positive workplace mental health for teams. <laughs> 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 I, um, I Apparently, I'm the fun at work guy. I'm the mental health guy. I'm the team building guy. <laughs> And you know what? I'm totally okay with those labels. (laughs) (laughs) Simply because people open up their wallets and pay me for that. So I'm good to go. I'm good to go. (laughs) I'm all about, I'm all about. uh, Actually, you know what? The the tagline, positive workplace mental health for teens, is relatively new in my 14 years of delivering Uh, the most amazing engaging workshops with adults in the world of work. Um, It's just about three years old and I made a decision uh, three years ago to to acknowledge my mental illness and go public with it and create conversations around living with and managing uh, depression and anxiety um, and weaving it into my business. So, where prior to the mental health message, I was pushing the value of fun at work, the value of fun at work. And uh, during good economic times here in Alberta, uh, people are always open to opening up their wallets and saying, Come, come to our team building event and give us fun at work for a few hours. But when the economy crashes, "Mm, we don't have money for that. There's (laughs) no money for that. (laughs) So, I shifted the message and I said, Fun at work, healthy, joyous, happy teams. That's good mental health. That's Mm. good mental health. And now people are are reopening reopening their wallets and inviting me to come bring the mental health message uh, to their workplace. Um, So Powerful Play Experiences is definitely an extension of myself. The idea that uh, let's create conversations around daily mental health Let's create conversations about mental illness. But most significantly, let's create conversations around the differences between the two. Because it's my belief, and it's coming back to what we were discussing a few minutes ago, uh, people's lack of desire to actually address their own mental health is due to their... Uh, maybe intentional or unintentional ignorance around the differences. What is the difference between mental health and mental illness? And I believe the word mental gets in the way because once we see the word mental illness, mental health, um, the uninformed uh, see this thing as being the same thing. So if I'm talking mental health with somebody, It might be an uneasiness with the conversation. And then we dig a bit deeper into that conversation. And I learned that the context that the person is operating on is mental illness. But I was talking mental health. So I think if we can can, uh, uh, honor the idea that there's confusion out there between the two, um, I'm confident that the stigma attached to both begin to disappear simply because we're not only now informed and knowledgeable, but that will result in higher levels of comfort, ease, uh, uh, trust, a kindness, and um, uh, around these topics that are often uh, stigmatized um, and not talked about. And that's me. What are you
0: thinking of? A few things actually. Um, there's a couple of, things. I think you're right when you say, there's a couple of things I want to touch on. Um, but I think you are right when you talk about mental health. I think a lot of us, in my experience, refer to mental health like, oh, that's your, what, you we're talking about something bad. I don't know. Like, I'm really stressed. I'm a, oh, that's your mental health, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, mental health is a bad, it has a bad connotation. Like so, your mental health means you're having bad mental health. And if you think back to the word "mental," like when I think of the word "mental," that's like I'm down the pub. Somebody does something crazy, and you're like, "Mate, you're mental." Do you know what I mean? Like that—that's—that's that's what "mental" means to me. um And then you put "mental health." That's just like if you put those two words together, you're like someone who's crazy, um, which which is not—it's—you it's, know—it's not like that. And it's funny. I, I was on a I was in a meeting the other day with um, the senior psychologist for our enforcer in the UK, the health safety executive. And 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 he does that distinction as well mental wow. health and mental illness. Wow, right on. Exactly the same as you. And, and and he and he was very clear and he was very strict on it. Like that that's meant our mental health is our constant state. So yes. what, what is our mental health? Yes. Our mental, with, what I like the same as our physical health, physical yes. health, mental health now if yeah. you have depression anxiety that's a mental illness that yeah. you get diagnosed to in which case you need specialist medicine and, and and support and therapy and so on but your mental health can be controlled the same as your physical health you can get uh, well, overweight well, I, and so on well your mental illness can be
1: controlled as well yeah. but, but but let me let, let me say uh, thank you for bringing that to my attention uh, so um the fact that others um, are of the belief that we need to get clear on this terminology, because if we don't, we're, we're, we're understanding mental health as, as something that that we see in the bars in the pubs. You're mental. You're mental. Right. Are we talking about that kind of mental? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, you know, through no one's no one is to blame. No one is to blame here. It, it is what it is. These are these are terms that uh, only recently are much more uh, in the public eye. So through no fault of anybody, we're all we're all coming into these conversations with a a context of what it means. So I'm so thrilled to hear um, that you're able to see the, the distinction, and and you say it in a way that's so simple. It's so simple, right? It doesn't even have to sound complicated. It's so simple that now I feel even more confident that we can have a conversation and and, and understand each other without um, dismissing, like without hiding and becoming uneasy with the conversation and saying, you know what, that mental health thing, that doesn't apply to me. That Mm -hmm. mental illness thing, it doesn't apply to me. Mm And um, just to throw in uh, another piece of, uh, another way of looking at it, um, and maybe you know about it. Maybe you know about it. Have you heard the term mental health continuum? Have you heard that term? No. So when I say mental health continuum, what might I be suggesting?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just going to piece it all together word by word, really. So our mental health being our, our con- continuous mental state so if you're something's a continuum imagine it's something that is perpetual it keeps going and it can deviate and like a wave so your mental what's your mental health continue so if I imagine if I'm imagining it like a uh, a, a graph you've got a line going yes. across the middle and, yep. a, and a wavy line across the graph yes. and then probably two lines along the top <laughs> like and and when you go over one line, like you're there's a really bad day. When you go below the other line, you're really happy. And in between those two lines is is your mental health continuum. That's, That's right how on. I would think That's of. It. Right wow! Yeah, <laughs> you fucking nailed it, mate. Nailed it. That was you mental. Never- <laughs>
1: You're mental, man. You're so mental. <laughs> and you know what? I, I I don't even have to, I don't even really, I don't even have to uh come back to you with the uh, you know, with the official <laughs> description of what that is, mental health continuum, because you got it, right? And you got it in your own language and your own way. So are you comfortable with that? Are you comfortable with the term mental health continuum in how you described it and and I, and i'll i'll respond to to you once I'll respond to you but I want to know if you're comfortable with that
0: yeah I think I think it makes sense it's like our constant state um within within the parameters of of a really bad day and a really good day I suppose so yeah our, our average mental health state so yeah I think that makes sense yeah Right yeah Right. Like, yeah, so, that it, it, so at
1: one end of the continuum would be something like, and I'll just throw out the word, a very healthy, you know, a feeling good about yourself that day or that, yeah. And what's at the other end of the continuum?
0: Really low. Like, would, yeah. you, would it be Ill, illness? Would, would all yes. That, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Exactly. exactly. And that's what I love about the mental health continuum. As opposed to separating mental health, and mental illness, the suggestion that there's a continuum of health, just drop the word mental. Let's just call it the health continuum, period. The health continuum. And on one end, we have healthy, and on the other end, we have illness. And it could be mental, it could be spiritual, it could be physical. It could even be financial, <laughs> whatever that health continuum is, uh, 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 on that continuum, like as you said, the ways, it, it moves and fluctuates from maybe from happy to maybe not so happy. And that's what I love about the mental health continuum, is that it incorporates uh, uh, that wave that you talked about, that, that um, um, I could be feeling this over here, and it's okay if I feel this on the other end um, um, in terms of my health. So um, I just want to say thank you for sort of articulating the continuum in such a simple way. And I'm going to ask you to even drop the word mental. So if I came back to him and i said, "So James, what's the health continuum? What is a health continuum? What would you say?"
0: I don't think you've been on a podcast before. I'm meant to ask the questions here, Robert. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, okay, okay. I like I like that because I, that was going to be my ne- next question. I. I well, I think you've already said it, Robert. I think you've already said it. Well, the health continuum would be a more holistic approach to it, including yeah. your physical and mental health. Because right I think, I think, you, I think, I think you're onto something there. Because, well, to me, it just seems to make sense. If you're from from a biological scientific point of view, when you're when you are in a in a in a state of stress. Um, your your body physically does different things it puts its blood into different parts of your body to get you to ready to fight flight, or freeze essentially yes. your adrenaline yeah. increases i think if i'm i mean i'm no biologist but i think cortisol increases and all right. of these chemicals start to increase which are are meant to be there for short bursts not for long periods of time yeah. So therefore, if you are in a prolonged state of stress, it starts to impact on your on your physical health. And I actually listened to a fascinating interview of this lady who I can't for the life of me remember her name. So um, sorry for anyone that wants to go and find it. But she she was basically talking about the physical, not mental, the physical uh, impact on a child that was uh, 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 abused as a child. Mm-hmm and and uh, because they're in a prolonged state of fear or stress whether it's you know you know violence abuse or or sexual or whatever they're in that that state of of fear all the time and therefore it can actually potentially like stunt growth it can um, it can create some physical disabilities um because whilst you're you're supposed to be in that 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 state of quite high peaks like babies are in quite high peaks of of stress or high stress and then high happiness and high stress or high happiness but that you're supposed to be like that but but on your continuum you're supposed to be quite nice and and calm because you feel protected by your parents and so on and so forth so your continuum always comes back down and that so it, you it, it ends up having a physical impact so therefore a health continuum to me makes sense
1: and, and I love the, how you used the word, it's, it's, it's sort of a holistic approach, right? Mm-hmm. Because in that story, you're not separating the child's physical health and mental health. Uh, how can we do that? How could we do that? It, it's, it, we're smarter today than we were, you know, 25 to 50 to 75 years ago. We, we better understand that health uh, from a holistic perspective Uh, encompasses everything around our uh, emotional, physical uh, health. So that story was cool because it acknowledged that um, how, how the two were so tied into one another. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, So that was cool. That was cool. Um, How do you feel about, how do you feel about this, this phrase? Um, Mental health Mental health is really when it all comes down to it is really all about brain health. Brain health. What, what what's what's oh I see you're thinking. You're think you look like you're thinking there. this is my thinking face. You what? look you have that thinking face on right now. What? So mental health is all about your brain health. Hmm.
0: I think that makes sense. I think that would make it harder to sell.
1: Really, harder to sell.
0: Yeah,
1: I thought it would be easier. And and, I'll,
0: and oh, um, cause I and because I I I well I I can only speak in I can only speak in terms of England, but uh, and well the UK we we we're having a good a positive kind of increase of conversations around our mental health. So I I think. I think a lot of the time, whether you would disagree or agree with the phrase, sometimes if, you're, if your message is getting through in a phrase in which you maybe don't agree with, then does it matter that much? So I don't know. I get what you're saying because our mental health is is the health of our brain, you know, yes. all, all the cortexes and all that. Right. They're biologically doing something and reacting in a way that makes a decision to do something physical, that makes a decision to do something um, mental as well, make you think something, make you do something. So I I agree with the term 100%. I think it makes sense. I think, um, I think what's good about it or how I think it could potentially work is because you're bringing it back to you're bringing it back to more a more kind of maybe fact-based uh approach and sure. we are physically quite we are very good at talking about our physical health like we're yep. much better especially yes. in the last maybe maybe 10 years we're much better uh as, a, as well at least in the uk as a society to start to talk about you know there's been a, a mad decrease in smoking there's been a increase in in fitness and gyms and so on and so on. we're good at that so maybe maybe you're onto something there as well in the, the fact that if you made it into something physical brain health maybe people would listen uh go to the gym for the brain but i mean Think of, think of this one. I know you're not American, so I'm I'm not going there again. You're Canadian, but in America, it's quite common for people to have a therapist, as far as I'm aware. In England, it's it's a rarity for somebody to have a really yeah, rare. Wow,
1: I uh, We're no different in Canada. We're, mm-hmm. we're, it's very common for us to seek out uh, um, a, a professional, uh, whether it's psychologist, psychiatrist, counselor, therapist. In fact. Um, as far back as 1998, uh, is when I first started to seek out the support of a psychologist and, uh, only recently have I found a new psychologist to who I meet online, uh, every two yep. weeks. We started together in, in August and it's, it's, in fact, it's very much promoted as a strategy to, um, uh, towards good mental health, positive mental health, one of the strategies is to seek out professional help. So I'm almost, um, almost miffed to hear that it's, it's something that is sort of not, not part of the culture of where you live. I, I would have sworn you are much smarter people than us Canadians.
0: <laughs> no,
1: I want to come back to brain health just for a second, and then we can we can kind of move on. But yep. I thought brain health was a, a, just an interesting way to to frame mental health because if we're talking physical health, which we're comfortable with, we can in a sense name the body part. I could come to you and say, uh, you know, uh, hey, I know, uh, I, I, I uh, you know. Physically, I know it hasn't been a good day for you. Uh, you know, how's that headache? How's that headache? Or you know, uh, you know, physically, it hasn't been a good day for you. Uh, how was that operation on your on your tendon, right? Or um, you know, hey, physically, I know you're going through some challenges right now since you broke your arm, right? So we can name the 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 physical body part. So I thought with brain health, we can say. So, um, you know, uh, you know m- mentally, how are you doing, you know? Uh, how's your brain health happening today? And we immediately get a picture of a thing, this thing called the brain, right? And it, it immediately dismisses, uh, not dismisses, it um, um, creates a picture in my mind of something, my, not my arm, not my tendon, uh, but some other part of my body, which might be unhealthy, yeah. so just the act of saying "brain" mm-hmm. on the mental health side to me is is similar to saying uh, the you know my arm, my knee, my tendon on the physical side because it creates a picture of a of a part of our body. When I say mental health, there's ambiguity to it.
0: Yeah. But if I say how's
1: your brain health today, what what's your first reaction? If I say, Hey James, how's your brain health today?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense, yeah. Like Yeah, would I would I I think I would come to the same the same conclusion if I I would say the same thing if you said how's your mental health today? I would I would definitely, really? go, yeah, I think. But then Again, I think you could you would get a very different answer from you know the generation that raised me. You know, my parents. Yeah. For example. You know, if you said to them, "How is your mental health?" They would probably just say <laughs> to piss off. Um, but you know, if you said to them, "How is your brain health?" I don't know. Maybe you get a different answer. I'd be I'd be intrigued to see Robert, if I'm honest. Well,
1: you know, I, 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 I'm. I, I don't, I'm not claiming the term brain health or the terminology brain health, I'm not claiming it. Um, uh, an expert in the field of mental health um, used it on, in a video of hers on Instagram the other day. And I, I immediately lit up and went, oh, that's it, that's it. That's what's been missing is the the preciseness of what we mean by brain, by mental, because we're suggesting uh, some type of uh, health continuum, health continuum relative to our brain, relative to our brain. Um, I'm on a mission to drop, to find a way to drop the word mental. I was recently uh, asked to uh, just facilitate a, a two-hour discussion with uh, um, five individuals online uh, around, you know, daily mental health. And I know our audience members can't see this, but I have a there's a banner behind me, a pop-up banner behind me with the name of my business, Powerful Play Experiences, Positive Workplace Mental Health for Teams. And in that conversation with these five individuals around daily mental health, I asked the question and I pointed to the sign, my banner, my pop-up banner. And I said, so how's your mental health today? And there was silence. And um, I allowed the silence to be. And then I said, uh, I, 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 took, I, I took a piece of paper, and on my banner, I covered the word mental. And I said to the group, so how's your health today? And a flood of responses came my way. A flood of responses. So we talked a little bit about What is it about the addition of the word mental into the health discussion that resulted in people um, being quiet or silent when I first asked the question, how is your mental health? But when we addressed health, it seemed to flow very naturally. So I found that quite interesting. And thus, I'm on this little bit of a journey to say, well, how's your brain health? Or as you had suggested before, just running with the word health. And looking at it from a continuum of, I'm feeling awesome, <laughs> but maybe not so much on the other end.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Very interesting how.
0: I, th- you I know. think you're on to, I think the in, in, theoretically, I think it makes sense. Everything, the, everything you're saying makes, makes sense, theoretically. What, what makes sense? Theoretically, it makes sense. What makes sense? The, the, the ter- how's your mental health is quite a vulnerable question. I think the wow. answer is is quite a vulnerable thing, isn't it? To say like J- James, how's your mental health? Well, uh, you know, I- I'm quite low today. Um, why are you low? Because of this. Like it-, it it shows a vulnerability. I think too, especially us Brits. Like we don't do vulnerability very well. We're, we don't. You know, we've been re- even my generation. The younger generations are better at it, much better. But you know. I interviewed a lady who was who was French, and um, and she said one of the things she struggled with when she moved to England was a very simple saying, uh, a very very simple term that we use all the time in England. Hey Robert, you're right. That's it. We'll say that to everyone, right? Hey Robert, you're right. Hey Bob, you're right. Just, 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 how, how you doing, right? And. And here's something that I hate that I used to say this, and I, I did used to say it, and it pains me to say that I used to say this, right? But I remember, I, I really struggle to say this. But it's like I remember sitting in, a, in my kitchen with my wife saying, oh, do you know what I hate? I hate Sherry. When, when you go to ask somebody, oh, you're right, and they give you their life story. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. It's a figure of speech. Whereas now I would go, hi, Robert, are you all right? And if they went, yeah, I'm all right, I'd go, cool. Why are you all right? I'd explore it a bit more. I want to know why you're all right. And anyway, to get to my story, this lady, Jessie, um, she's a legend. She moved over to to England from France and she was asked, hi, Jessie, you all right? All the time, because that's what we Brits do. And she, by her French cultural rep, uh, upbringing, if somebody asks you, you're right, you're going to tell them everything because that's her culture. So people would say, hi, Jesse, you're right. And she'll be like, actually, it's not a great day today. I'm a bit low. My daughter was driving me insane. Um, so I feel I'm feeling really stressed and the traffic on the way here. And Jesus Christ, and then I've got this project to do. So I'm just... Wow. Oh, I feel really stressed, and then gradually, Robert, what what she started to see was less and less English people asked her if she was all right. Now, how how much of a horrible wow. story is that? That how depressing is that? That we wow. as a culture wow. stopped asking Jessie if she's all right because she actually told us that if she was all right or not.
1: Well, she, what what she did was she 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 challenged the uh, cultural norm around vulnerability, exactly. right? She, uh, she let her, she intentionally uh, dropped her, let her guard down intentionally and planned vulnerability in front of a, uh, a, a, a people who are uncomfortable with vulnerability. Yep. All they wanted to hear was I'm all right. Yep. And that, and that, and then move on. Just yep. move on, and it, it, is that not the same? Is that not the same? If, you, if, you, if we started this conversation today with a question, uh, so how you doing, Rob? And I said, uh, and I, intentionally I said, you know, it's, uh, it's a good mental health day. I mean, intentionally, I used the words mental health. I said, oh, it's a good mental health day, James. And in fact, uh, I'm managing my mental illness, my depression, and my anxiety. And it's intentional that I use those words, mental illness and depression and anxiety. I would be intentional. And I'd say, I'm, I'm doing very well in managing my depression and, and, and anxiety, my mental illness over the past number of weeks. So you know what? My mental health is in a good place. How, how would you receive that as a Brit?
0: <laughs> as, as a Brit, oh, uh, m- me now, I would have more of a conversation with you because I'm well, a I, and completely different that. person than what I was uh, many years ago. Years ago, I would be listening to you but not listening to you. I would be going, oh, yeah, oh, okay. I'd be giving you some platitudes, a bit of rhetoric just to seem polite. Uh, but then I would be like in my head thinking, shut up. I need to go <laughs> to work. Well, um, and and and, and uh, again, I, um, I I would be very
1: intentional about declaring my vulnerability or giving examples of vulnerability in front of you, and, and you would respond back by shutting down the conversation well, because vulnerability is now existing between the
0: two of us. So well, I, I feel- I feel like I've done myself a bit of a misjustice. I I think actually what it is, Robert, if I'm honest, is I would have known, I would not have known how to answer, how to follow up. I I, I don't have, I wouldn't have had, a lot of us don't have the emotional intelligence uh, or the education to come back to you with something worthwhile. Uh, I would not know how to deal with it. So it's not the fact that, I didn't care. I would have cared about you. Uh, would I have been thinking, shut up, I need to go to work? I say that in jest mostly, um, but it, it would have been awkward. Awkward would be the best way to, dis- yeah. to describe it. It would be really yeah. awkward because I don't know how to respond. I don't know what to say other than, well, I know what I would say. Oh, chin up, mate. It'll be all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something out of "Cheeky, bang, bang. You know, I, that's what I would say. Um, and, I mean, and, no, and, and just just to politely politely interrupt you, what yeah. I was doing
1: was no different than what that lady did in the story. She intentionally set up a scenario whereby she challenged you to, to um, uh, receive an uneasiness and see what you're going to do with it. Yeah. But I want I want you to practice, and we're gonna we're gonna we'll play this out. You know, I want you to practice. Responding to me in the way that you just said, which is, you know, Robert, um, I'm really not sure how to respond. Um, it's, 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 you know, the context of what you're bringing forward to me. I I care, I care, but I'm not sure what to say. So it's okay to say that you don't know what to say.
0: It's okay
1: to say. So if you said to me, so Rob, um. How are you, you Yeah, here, try that out. Say
0: that. Hey, Rob, we're doing a bit of role role play here. Okay. I'm I'm (coughs) done with this. Let's go. Let's mix it up a bit. (laughs) Hey, Rob, how are you today? Well, you know, James, uh, it's first, it's so
1: awesome to see you, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good mental health day, my friend. It's a good mental health day. And, and, I know you know me. I know you know me. And I, I, and I know uh, you know me well enough uh, uh, so that when I say, you know, I'm managing, you know, I'm managing my depression. I'm managing my anxiety through this crazy thing called COVID. I manage it pretty well. I'm managing my mental illness pretty well. So, you know what? I'm in a good place with my mental health.
0: Now, just quickly, pause the role play. How do you want me to respond, old James or new James? Uh the new James. New James. Oh, pressure's on now. Pressure's <laughs> on now. Okay. Well, I just let's just role play it then. Uh, like new current James, I think I'll turn around and be like, "That's pretty cool, man. What? Why do you think? What? Why do you think today's any different from like how were you yesterday? Were you were you uh, having a low day yesterday? Why is today different from yesterday?" And that is beautiful. And I'll tell you why. Because you don't need to
1: come back to the conversation informed. You just need to come back to the con. You need to stay with the conversation from the place of kindness and the me- and sending the message that I care about you. Mm-hmm. And, and if it comes in the form of a question, to get information, to seek information, or as you said, just looking at my notes here, to have to be to be uh, to, uh, just, um, um, to be uh, uh, I don't know, mentally intelligent about this emotional emotional intelligent. There you go, exactly. So I'm okay with the fact that you don't know, you know. But I I adore the fact that you care mm-hmm. and that you're kind enough to care, right? Mm-hmm. And and even. Let's try it from the other perspective where you're not coming back with a question, but you're acknowledging, you're, not a, you're acknowledging that you might not know how to respond. So if I said, oh, yeah, it's a good mental health day, James. Things are happening. I got that, that, that depression thing, well managed. You know, my anxiety is in a good place. Uh, I'm doing the things that I need to do to take care of myself. So, yeah, it's a good mental health day. And you could, you would say from a, from a place of not being informed and admitting that, what would that sound like?
0: Oh, that's hard for me because I just come back with a question to anything. That's my, that's my go-to base. Is a make, make a joke or ask a question. <laughs> uh, that's, that's literally all I've got in my arsenal. I've got two guns. Hang <laughs> out a joke or ask a question. Okay. I mean, I, it, I'll imagine it like I was your manager then and, and, I would be like, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that, Robert. I'm really happy to hear that. Um, you know, if there's anything I can do, if you're on a good day or a bad day, you, you just let me know because I want to know. Wow.
1: That's awesome. Again, coming from a place of kindness and delivering the message that I care. I might not know. I'm not, I'm not your therapist, Rob. I'm not your counselor. I'm not your psychologist. I'm just a friend. In fact, I'm more than your psychologist, I'm more than your counselor, I'm your friend. And as friends, I want you to know that I care, and uh, care enough to let you know that I'm here for you. I might not understand, and that's okay. And the reciprocity back from me to you is, you rock, James, you totally rock,
0: you know? Thank you, Robert. (laughs) Thank you. I would drop the mic and walk out, but one, we've still got a little bit of time left, and the mic's attached to a boom, so I can't do that. <laughs> say but,
1: you rock, you totally rock, because I know that you don't know. Or I, but I know one thing for sure is that you want to know and you mm. want to understand mm. and you're doing it from a place of kindness and, and a place of uh, demonstrative care, showing that you care. You know, I, I I hate I actually abhor the people who say who might respond to you know uh, oh it's a good mental health day uh, managing my you know depression managing my my uh, uh, anxiety I I, I it, it behooves me that people go silent on me or their first reaction is something like. Well, I, 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 I've never been in your position, so I don't know what to say. I don't know, you know, and, and I've never experienced what you're saying, so I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And so I get double messages in there. I, I, I hear something like I care, and I, and I want to learn, but I also hear because I don't, I haven't had your experience. We should pretty much shut this conversation down <laughs>
0: well, it's a lack of, it's a lack of empathy, That's, isn't it? A lot of us have a lack uh, of empathy absolutely. for, for uh, well, I think we have a lack of empathy for people in general we We definitely have a lack of empathy, and I used to have a lack of empathy for mental health i, I can remember I can remember myself being like what why why don't you just get up and be okay like just just be okay." <laughs> Like, Were you one of those? You I can of- remember. I can remember thinking like that, one hundred percent. And it was only it was only my career and and finding an interest in psychology and sociology and behaviours hmm. and human factors and things like that through my work that has opened my eyes to think, holy shit! Like there's wow. so much to 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 this. But in addition to that, I've also had. Uh, mental health kind of just thrown on me um with my my own wife suffers from from quite serious depression you know i I, now i'm aware of it i definitely
1: i just have to quickly interrupt and we're going to continue your story from this moment on i want you to drop the word suffer
0: okay why
1: uh well it it has that old school connotation to it right
0: and replace it with?
1: Uh, my wife lives with and
0: manages. Okay, yeah, I like that. That's nice. Why do you like that? Yeah, I like that. Why do you like that? Yeah, Why? my wife lives Why? with depression, yeah. the kind
1: of says. lives with and manages.
0: Yeah, which now is like, correct. She does do that.
1: Yeah, right. right. And we're not, we're not here to talk about um the continuum of management, right? Is she managing? Is she not managing? We're yeah. just putting out the message that she lives with and manages it. Mm. Right. Yeah. So why do you like that versus my wife is suffering? Why do you like the new language
0: of 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 um well, it's what it, it what it depicts, isn't it? Is it? what like if if now now I've seen an an alternative, and you think of you put the two, you know, words. I I stole this 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 quote off of, of another guy I interviewed. But words create worlds. They create pictures that we in our brains. And so I think if if you say so, like let's let use the word I the phrase I use. My wife suffers with mental health. That depicts that my wife is just this pool of misery. Every day, you know, doesn't get it, it, people would imagine the worst case scenario yeah. of stereotypical depression, yeah. which actually it's far from that. Yeah. If I was to use your phrase, which I actually love now, thinking about it, like my wife manage, lives with and manages mental health. To me, that that I just depict somebody who's just cracking on with life and has. Yes, so I, I, I'm I'm hard of hearing, so I'm like partially deaf. Uh, I i don't want somebody. I wouldn't like thinking on it from a different perspective. I wouldn't want someone to say, "Oh yeah, James, James suffers from hard of hearing." Yeah. No, I don't suffer with it. Like some days I do. Some days, I, like it really pisses me off, and I can't hear yeah. a word people are saying, or I'm on the phone to someone and I'm just like, I didn't hear a word of that, um, or, or, or whatever. um But from day to day, I manage it like by adjusting my environment and, and, and things like that. So yeah, I, I really like that, Robert. Yeah. can i can I give you another another uh, word to
1: change? And, and again, just using it from the context of your wife, just get, because we're we're just that's where we're at in the conversation. By the way, I want you to say, I want you to also think of you and your wife as mental health champions. That's a great word. You're a mental health champion, right? Because your champion, you're you're you're' you're you're, you're so what makes you a champion is you're so comfortable with bringing it forward and creating the conversation that makes you a champion right mm-hmm. and when you switch from suffering to live and manage it just it's it's, it, it's in line with the term mental health champion you know mm-hmm. my wife she's a mental health champion oh she is James man every day every day she starts her day living with and managing you know whatever that that, that thing is on the health continuum, on mm-hmm. the health. And you know what? She's a champion, that girl, a total champion. She, she does what she needs to do to take care of herself. And, and if she's being the best that she can be for herself, she's being the best that she can be for us in our relationship together. And all of a sudden, it's all positive. It's all positive, mm-hmm. right? And here's another word to change. Here's, instead of mental illness, what if you said mental wellness? My wife wakes up every day of her life. God bless that girl. God bless that lady. <laughs> she wakes up and, you know, she's a champion, a true champion. Every day she wakes up and lives with and manages her mental wellness.
0: Well, right. here, here we're going to mix this up. I've got a question for you now, seeing as it is my podcast. I think I should ask one question. today. <laughs> I, your, your battle with the, with the word or the phrase mental health is synonymous of the, my profession in the, we struggle every day with the perception of the term health and safety. Oh, what do you okay. do at work? I work in health and safety. So here's a great example, Robert. I go to a party and yep. somebody comes to me and says, oh, what do you do? And I say I work in health and safety. The conversation will stop, one hundred percent. No way. Nobody wants to talk about my job. Not one person. Not one person. Because there is a perception of what I do to the point where my family don't understand what I do. My my wife doesn't have much of a choice to understand because I talk to her about it all the time. Bless her. Um, But you know, so she understands it now. But my my my. My family don't. My friends don't. They don't understand what I do. So I go to a party, and someone says to me, "James, what do you do?" I work in health and safety. The conversation will probably change to a different, a different conversation within, within five minutes easily, and it, there'll probably be a couple of jokes, and they like, "Well, health <laughs> and safety. Careful when you pick <laughs> up that cup of tea." <sighs> like some crap joke that is not funny, and it yeah. just it doesn't make sense, and none of us are actually like that. Now, here's, here's a different thing. If I go to a party and someone says, James, what do you do? And I say, oh, I work in uh, human, and organizi- human and organizational performance. Everyone goes, what's that? Yeah. And I go, well, my job is to work out how humans and organizations perform together successfully. Wow. And they go, cool, what's that like? And yeah. then they go on and it goes on because it's yeah. intriguing. However... Here's my challenge to you, which is the exact same challenge I have to my profession. (laughs) I don't think we should replace the term health and safety. I think we should own it and rebrand it. Okay. so So my challenge to you would be mental health is a word that people know, and whether they have the correct perception of it or not. Why don't you work with what you've got and try to educate people as opposed to recreate a new word? Now, I'll yeah. caveat this with I bounce from one side of the fence to the other every day. One day I want to change the name, one day I don't. But that's, I, am, I am probably more on the, on the side of just owning the phrase health and safety and just correcting people. Every time they say, oh, it's all about PPE. No, it's not. It's about psychology, it's about this, it's about human factors, it's about that, blah, 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 and correct them. Because eventually I think that's the only way you change perception because you need to educate people. So what's your response from the phrase okay, mental health? So, so
1: let's you use the word vulnerability a few minutes ago. Yeah. So let's talk about vulnerability in the context of this storyline. Yeah. So when you're at the party, when you're at and you're throwing out terms like that but when you're throwing out uh, uh, you know hey I, I work in health and safety and there's silence correct me if i'm you know you know correct me if i'm wrong here but i think my sense is is that there's you're inviting a there, now you're entering the the vulnerability in the conversation right and the silence and the uneasiness is just a result of the vulnerability. But when you say, uh, um, you know, people and organizational performance, you know, there's no vulnerability attached to that. So I guess what I'm saying is, I love the idea of you not rebranding the term and being okay with the vulnerability that is being experienced in that conversation with you and somebody else, and then, Pushing the conversation along so that the person uh, whom you're conversing with can break down their own vulnerability, can break it down, can can take down the walls of, of vulnerability and trust and begin to have that conversation with you. So you're telling me to do the same. You're in a sense, you're saying, stop with the rebrand of mental health to mental wellness, because that's too easy. That's too easy, right? It's 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 clean. You know it's neat and tidy, right? It's it's easy on the ears, mm. it's easy on the psyche, right? And you're saying, you know, stop giving people that opportunity, or stop being, uh, stop making it easy on people. Insert, insert the uneasiness, insert the uncomfortableness, insert the, all uh, um, well, the uneasiness, uncomfortableness. By using the term mental health, because if we can't get past that, we're no further ahead. If we replace it with neat and tidy terms, we still haven't addressed the uneasiness. Because the next time that individual is met with the met with the statement of mental health, they'll be easily they'll, they'll be equally as uneasy as they were the last time they met you when you changed the terminology. So nothing's been solved. Mm-hmm. Nothing's been solved. I'm for, in, since the end of November, early October, um, a very good friend of mine here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, we've developed something that we call, it's not a webinar, but it's something that we call Let's Crush COVID. Mental health conversations start right now, right here, with your online social workshop experience series. It's all about virtual discussion groups. We're inviting people to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We're inviting people to appreciate that vulnerability is just a simple act of being human. There's no shame to that. And we're inviting people to bring their conversations, to bring their stories to a small virtual discussion group of five people that Linda and I will organize once people register individually, we'll form you into a virtual discussion group. And together with Linda and I as facilitators, we'll meet online an hour and a half one week, an hour and a half the second week, an hour and a half the third week, open agenda. We'll decide where we want to go with our mental health conversations, and we'll figure that out. And we'll and 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 we'll, and, Lynn and I will provide a safe space a, a safe place for people to talk about the impact that COVID has had on mental health. You know, James, we haven't been able to get anybody to sign up. Really? Mm. And, I'm, uh, and, I, and, and everything we're talking about, terminology, mental health, health, the health continuum, the mental health continuum, mental illness, illness, vulnerability, this is the stuff that I believe at this point in my, my adventure of getting this off the ground, the vulnerability, people aren't comfortable with that quite yet. In fact somebody recently said to me a good friend of mine she said uh, change your marketing strategy i think whatever you wrote online on your on your on your website about what this thing is i think you need to tell people what it isn't for to bring down their fear levels to bring down their uneasy levels their uncomfortable levels so that they know what it isn't. In other words, it's not counselling. It's not therapy. It's not about your deep, dark personal problems. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a simple conversation, everyday conversation with, with everyday people.
0: Yeah, people are probably comparing it to like an AA meeting or something like that going on. Yes. And In fact,
1: that. somebody recently spread my content on my uh, website about let's crush COVID you know, mental health conversations start right now, right here with your online social workshop experience series. And she said, it sounds too AA-like. Hmm. Oh, good feedback for me. So I know I can, I, 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 I can make some changes, but I just wanted to bring to your attention that uh, the readiness of, uh, for people to embrace some sort of vulnerability and, 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 uh, admit, admit that, um, Hey, you know what? Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm not feeling the greatest and and maybe I'm not coping the best that I can. And you know what? A, a, a meeting other people in the same, sh- uh, exp- going through the same experiences as, as me, you know, that might be a good thing. You know, maybe, maybe I am feeling a little bit isolated. Maybe I am feeling a bit disconnected, you know? So what if, what if I met with four other people, myself in a group of five, you know, once a week for three weeks for an hour and a half, you know, is that a good thing? You know, would that be helpful? And I'm, 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 I'm not sure people are asking them that, asking themselves those questions. I think they're going to what you we've been talking about, which is how people define these terms, mental illness and mental health. So well, I, I really I want to come back and say really appreciate what you were saying about don't rebrand don't change the message because once we change the message we're making it easy or we're giving permission for people to continue to hide behind their vulnerability so there's no learning there's no growth growth will come out of experiencing the uneasiness experiencing the uncomfortableness. And, and and becoming comfortable with vulnerability through the continued use of language that gets people uncomfortable, that gets them un- to feel uneasy, and then open up that conversation. It comes back to what we were doing before that role play. Remember, I said, you know, hey James, if I I told you it was a good mental health thing, you know, and I'm managing my depression and anxiety, you know, very well. I said to you, Ev- even if. Even if you, you you you're not sure how to respond, at least say that. At least say, you know what, that was. You're being quite vulnerable with me, Rob. And you you know, in your in, in in answering my question, how are you? And you know what, good on you, <laughs> good on you. But you know what, I'm I'm just a bit uneasy with it, and I'm not sure how to answer that. But I just wanted you to know that. I mean, that's. That's awesome because then it's you becoming comfortable with your own vulnerability. That's and emotional together, intelligence.
0: Part of me. That's what. That's what I would call emotional intelligence.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? Emotional
0: intelligence. Like, uh, being aware of your being an, an intelligent around a more emotional kind of situation, a more yeah. emotional uh, uh, kind of conversation. It's an. If you're emotionally, and I'm no expert, this is my interpretation of how people talk about emotional intelligence or write about it, is that it would be quite emotionally intelligent for somebody to turn around and go, I can identify you're being quite vulnerable with me now, Rob, but if I'm brutally honest, I don't know how to respond. So yes. I need you to tell me what you want or what you need and yeah. let me see if I can help you get that. That's a very vulnerable conversation about for, for me to have with you and a vulnerable position for me because you've just been vulnerable and now I'm even more vulnerable because I can't help you be vulnerable. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it becomes, it, it, I, I think that would take somebody who's very emotionally intelligent to, to kind of come back to that. But just, I want to come back to something you said earlier about not rebranding. I actually think what you need to do is rebrand but what you're, what you're talking about is not rebranding in my opinion and it's just my opinion and It's just my opinion. So what, by creating a new term, a new name for something is not rebranding. That's creating a new business in my opinion. So rebranding something would be you, you're taking that brand and and you're you're running with it you're you're owning it and you're changing how people perceive that that brand. So I think when I think about a company that rebrands, they probably keep their name. They might tweak their name. Some of them do. But let's say they keep the name, right? Because the name's got something. But currently, people don't perceive us in the way that we want them to perceive us. So you have two ways to go with this is dissolve the company and create a new one, right? But you've not learned any lessons. People will will ultimately work out that you're the same shit different name, right? (laughs) But if you rebrand and you do a rebrand correctly, you're going to the core of the business. You're trying to find out what led you down to the wrong point where you are. You're changing the colouring. You're changing okay. the, the way people walk and talk about your business and so on and so forth. So I, I what I was trying to say earlier is that I yep. think, in my opinion – Maybe just just a more play devil's advocate. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. What I'm saying is it might be worth considering. Not trying to change the word mental health and replace it with something, but because that word is known, educate people on what it should be, what it should mean, how you should perceive mental health. That for me would be a rebrand. What you're trying to do for me is create a new brand of mental health. If that makes sense.
1: Well, you first of all, thank you very much uh, for for um, um, exercising my mental intelligence here. <laughs> uh, so you are the rebranding expert, so well, I, I don't know. know.
0: We haven't done it yet. We've only been going in a couple of years. I'll let you know in about five <laughs> years' time.
1: Well, I I think somewhere on your website or your videos, you 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 claim to be a rebrand expert.
0: Oh do I? Oh no, I wouldn't say that. No, no? The, the, the podcast is called Rebranding Safety, and our tagline is um we uh, tagline is we're changing the perception of health and oh, safety. Okay, through, so through my, my, apologies uh, there. my apologies. I I would never I, claim to be an expert in anything, Robert. That just sets I, me up to favor I that.
1: Know,
0: I, I, I only said that because I knew you'd be uncomfortable
1: with it. <laughs> <laughs> I said it for. <laughs> but thank you for uh, bringing that that forward. Like correcting me around branding and rebranding. So let me see if I understand. If 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 we if we shift it from mental, well let's, let us let's well let's let let let's use your your wife as an example. If 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 we switch it from suffering to living with and managing, is that a rebrand?
0: Yeah, because I think so. Your let's say your company, like, like let's imagine that that, but your profession is is mental health, right? Like that, like your profession, same as my profession is health and safety. Let's just to make this conversation really easy. Let's just create that label. Your your profession, you're a mental health professional, and I'm a health and safety professional. Both of those come with a perception. Now is is it, is it is it a kind of rebranding to change the way that you talk about health and safety or mental health i think i think that's exactly it so when people say to me we talk about compliance we talk about um, ppe and control and you know command and control and things like that you know i don't i don't use words like that anymore so i use words that like engaging with people, you know, Uh, know, building capacity to fail and and where our success is and, you know, look at a little bit more, a little bit less parent-child, a little bit more emergent, a little bit more, Uh, conversational and a little bit more engaging uh, less negative I need people to change the way they look at my profession from James exists to stop us doing business which is what people think safety is all about to actually James exists to work out how we can do business so my language needs to change to reflect that Um, that's how I look at it and I think in that the way you corrected the way the way I spoke about my wife That's spot on, in in my opinion. I think that's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to change the way that people perceive mental health. People perceive mental health as a bad thing. So what what you and that senior psychologist for the HSC would say, there's mental illness and there's mental health. My wife has and manages and lives with a mental illness, um, which is part of her mental health. So you're, you're trying to... Change the way that people think about it by the way they talk about it. So in in that context, I think that what you need to do is own the phrase mental health and and run with it and change the way that people talk about it. Because just how you corrected me automatically achieved the goal that you're trying to achieve. Wow.
1: Wow. No, no wonder you're doing what you're doing and i'm doing what i'm doing <laughs> you're a, you're a podcast expert you, well what I, it was a what what i really need to be saying is you're you're a smart you're you're a very smart dude you, you no you are because you 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 listen you listen but but you listen with the intention of of um wanting not only to understand but uh work with the person who you're in conversation with to um understand new ways of thinking Mm -hmm. new ways of of doing and you're doing that with me today definitely and i want to thank you for that And, and i do want to thank you for uh this whole message of of uh it's the explanation through the conversation that's more important than changing the term, right?
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um uh, actions, the term. actions speak louder than words is the way I look at it, Robert. So the way we no, talk, I, the way we act, that that will have a bigger impact on on changing the way people perceive my profession. I think and, and-
1: Giving you um, lives with and manages, and giving you the term mental health champion. I wanted to see how you're going to act or react to that. And it, it's it's not. Thank you for let, saying that. It's not a rebrand. It's shifting. It's shifting um, uh, perceptions, ideas, past you know references around our our um, throughout life experiences of what that means to us, and. Um, uh, I I, I I do I am in a virtual discussion group as we speak uh, through this online program, um, uh, let's crutch Covid, mental health conversation start right now right here with your online social workshop experience series. I've been blessed with the support of no less than ten or twelve, friends on LinkedIn and helping me develop this online program. And five of us formed our own virtual discussion group to practice the, uh, the whole concept of meeting weekly. What's it going to feel like? What's it going to look like? How's it going to develop itself? So we have a bit of a template and a heightened understanding of what it, what it is. Is to get them comfortable with forming a virtual discussion group. But our primary objective that we didn't enter into this too, like we didn't enter into this virtual discussion group with a primary objective, but what's come out of the experience is we all, and you nailed it, you nailed it. We're all on a mission now to create conversations around what is the truth (laughs) behind what is mental health and what is mental illness? What What are the differences? What are the similarities? And let's start conversations around these around defining this and coming to to um or 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 inviting um the general public into a conversation to come up with a uh, not to come up with but to um put forth a definition that we're comfortable with that we feel easy with that that will slow down or stop the rate of stigma attached to mental health. That's what I hear you saying. Continue the conversations, Rob. Yeah, you can play with the terminology a little bit, but don't get hung up on that. Get hung up on the conversations about what this means to each and every one of us who think differently about it. And if we could come up with some common threads, common understandings, that's the first step. Towards, um, I'm gonna to find something you said earlier on. That's the first step, you know. Towards we all uh, um, all feeling um, that this is manageable, right? That this mm-hmm. is workable. That this isn't, you know, beyond uh, our, our capability to 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 address. And in fact. Um, I'm okay with being vulnerable with it because now I have an understanding that uh, challenges my vulnerability, and the more I challenge it, the less vulnerable I'll be. Do I hear you correctly
0: on that? Yeah, definitely. And and you're already doing it. Like we're coming to the end of our conversation. We're have to wrap it up because both of us have got lives to get on with. We can't sit here and chat all day. But you're already doing it, Robert. Because uh, the one, the one you you said one phrase when when i delivered that keynote for paradigm and you you kind of come into the q a at the end use one phrase that attract me attracted me to to get you on this podcast and that was when uh Teresa said you know i'm not an expert in, in mental health um so i address you know i send the conversation to the expert and you said actually theresa we're all experts in mental health we're not experts in mental illness, but we're all experts in mental health. And I was like, that's awesome. And I want to hear more from this man. And that, so that, for me, is what I think you need to say more, is that you, you are an expert in mental health because you have mental health. Therefore, you are an expert in your own mental health. And that's what you said. And I was like, do you know what? That's so true. I've never thought of that before. That's so true. I'm not an expert in mental illness. I have awareness of mental illness. I have a base level helicopter view understanding out there, but I'm not an expert. I don't want to be an expert in it. Um, But I am in my own and my my own experiences with mental health. My experiences, my my wife living and managing her own mental illness. Um, So that for me is what I think you you need to do, and it resonates so much with what we're trying to do in safety again because we're trying, I'm trying to change the conversation from when people go, James, you're this health and safety expert. And I say, no, nope, no, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a facilitator. I'm, I'm a, profe- I call myself a professional devil's advocate. I come into a room, I play devil's advocate. I try to get experts in a room and, um, and, and I try to facilitate us towards a successful outcome. That's wow. my job. Who's the expert? The people that do the job. They're the experts. So, and that's exactly the same as what you're saying. I'm not the expert. Who's the expert? You're the expert because you have your own understanding and experience with mental health. And I think that is, is what you need to hang your hat on, in my opinion. Well, you know what? Uh, um, uh, thank you.
1: Thank you for that. Um, uh, I, I can't recall a recent time where I've had feedback like yours that you just gave me about the act of saying, and me saying, no, we all have mental health. We're all our own experts. We're not talking mental illness. We're talking just daily mental health. Mm. I can't remember a recent time where somebody gave me feedback and encouraged me to continue going down that path, that message. So I totally appreciate that. I totally appreciate that. Don't yeah. stop, keep going. And, and I it's funny that you brought that forward in the in the final part of our conversation here, because it was on my mind to bring it up as well. I didn't want us to sign off before we came back to you know one of the original reasons why we thought we'd get together for a great conversation, some huge insights in the power of the conversation. Everything starts with the conversation.
0: Everything. Yeah. Ch- ch- we- ch- change is like a virus mate it spreads around the world one person at a time one conversation at a time and i and i used to say changes like a virus before coronavirus I, but i used to say it was like a zombie virus one bite at a time so when somebody said somebody said the other day uh you know always oh, that's like a virus and i was like whoa back up that's my phrase don't you be jumping on that That's my phrase. That's when you
1: turn to those folks and say, I'll need to invoice you for that. Every yeah. Time yeah.
0: I've got, I've got two years worth of content that prove that it's my phrase, bitch.
1: You need to come through me before you use that.
0: Yeah. It's copy. You rock
1: James. You totally rock. <laughs> you, do. you do. You do. You know, we, we, uh, 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 we knew coming into this that we uh, we uh, didn't necessarily need a script, and yeah. I appreciate that. Um, you give you give great energy, you really, really do. and your energy props me up to want to reciprocate back and give good energy. And uh, I've learned a lot today, and you've've you've drawn attention to things that I I'm doing well at and things I can, you know, tweak a little bit. Um, I hope I've given you the same gift back. Um, um, I uh, uh, want to say that um, um, you're at the top of my Christmas card mailing list now.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Get yes, exactly. There's, there's something about Canadians and cards I have <laughs> There's a lovely lady that, that in in my profession uh, called Tanya Hewitt. I don't know if you've come uh, across you her.
1: You know, Tanya. Since that day, Tanya and I have struck up an awesome, awesome online friendship.
0: You can't and- not have a friendship with Tanya. She's like the Yay! most. She's the most beautiful, <laughs> lovely personality I have ever met in my entire life. Wow! Like, I'll tell you that. Such a lovely person and. Um, and and I interviewed her on the podcast because I'd been in a few calls with her and and she's just a, a font of information and she's so humble and I was just like I need to talk to this lady so anyway I spoke to her she, we we had this amazing conversation about making work more meaningful and and then all of a sudden about about a month later given snail mail um, but an, a, an envelope came through the, through the letterbox. And it had so many stamps on it, like and, and like you know, it had been all around the world. This thing, and I looked at it, and I was just like, I've, "Somebody sent me a card from Canada." But it's been from Canada. It's been to America. It's been to the Zimbabwe. Oh it had been all over the bloody world. This thing, and it come to my little house in England, and and I opened it up. And it was a card from Tanya, like saying, good luck to my wife," who was pregnant at the time, and, yeah. and I was just like, "You know what? It's so true what they say about Canadians. They're such lovely people."
1: Oh. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I needed, to, I needed to 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 be to come here today, and. And and, and be part of this experience with you because I, I, I didn't know we were a card sending nation. Little oh. did I know we were a card sending nation.
0: Apparently so. Paraza. Apparently so. Oh, apparently so. A nation of, of lovely people. Canadians don't need to rebrand because everyone just thinks you're all really lovely.
1: Well, you, you know, we, we have a um, we have an issue, we have a we have our own issue with that because we know we're so kind that sometimes we uh we don't put up a fight or we don't stir mm-hmm. up crap right mm-hmm. and uh so we're uh we're, we're learning as a nation that maybe sometimes we need to and when i say we i think i'm referencing our government
0: yeah, <laughs> we need yeah. To
1: stand up and say so what's with the european union uh you know, not giving us the vaccine, but, you know,
0: holding back on the vaccine. For I, I can proudly say we are no longer part of that European yeah. Union, even though I voted to remain in it. I can currently proudly say we are no longer part of it. Right, Robert, I have to go and relieve okay. my, my wife thank from our baby you, girl. But before we go, why don't you just give a little plug to your business? How, how can people get hold of you? Do, do, you, do you work primarily in Canada or do you do work around the world or well uh, I'm a
1: Canadian at heart and 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 maybe because uh I give off that energy uh it comes back my work comes back to me as as only having been in Canada. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this could be the start of a whole new working relationship with people outside of Canada. Yeah. Um, powerful play experiences positive workplace mental health for teams online outdoors offline uh triple w powerful and uh, check out our online social workshop experience series uh, about mental health conversations we call it let's crush covid and um I'd love to hear from folks. If not, the, if, 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 if um, what I do is not your cup of tea or your pint of beer, your pint <laughs> of beer, <laughs> um, at, at least send me a note and tell me if, if uh, how well I did today or how lousy I did today, because that's good for your mental health, to know exactly what you gave to people and how you helped them. So that's always good for my mental health. That's why well. No, you're amazing. You no, are amazing. No, you're, you, you're amazing. No, no, you're. <laughs> no, you're oh, stop it. You're amazing. No. Right. I want oh. you. I uh, promise me, you'll give a hug. Like give your wife a hug for me. All right. You want to? You're
0: hitting on my wife now, are you? You've not yeah. even met her.
1: <laughs> I want you to give her a hug and say that that Robert from Canada just. He just wants. He just wants you to know that uh that you rock that yeah. uh and
0: say to her that that she's so fortunate to have you <laughs> i'll it. definitely tell her that second definitely
1: bit. Tell her that. oh yeah i
0: tell her that every day mate <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you, Robert. Have a great day. Okay, peeps. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Don't forget to check out uh, the Reflection episode coming out in a few days so I can give you some behind the scenes, go through some points that I picked out whilst editing this, some of my favourite thoughts and where my brain has gone since since having that interview. So don't forget to check that out. Don't forget to check out our sponsors as well, Paradigm Human Performance, HSE Subscription Service. Link's in the description. Don't forget to check out project militium as well you can email me james at rebound and safety.com if you would like to try out a call for free otherwise i'll catch you in the next podcast safe the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the position of the companies. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are examples only based on limited and dated open source information and should not be utilised in real life as the only solution available. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the companies. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic or otherwise,
1: without prior written permission from James McPherson.